This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Today we're talking about your money, about plans to retire or not, and home ownership and whether you can manage to juggle it all. A new Manulife survey finds that more than 90% of homeowners want to stay in their homes in retirement, but less than two-thirds will have their mortgages paid off by then. It means people will either have to work longer than they planned or they'll have to lower their standard of living or they'll have to borrow against their home equity because they don't have enough saved up. A lot of people have to dip into that equity or savings just to cover monthly bills that keep going up. Are you counting on your house to give you the lion's share of your household wealth? I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear your stories, also your suggestions and your take on why the situation is like this. Uh, Low interest rates, a big part of it. The numbers, once again... 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're going to be taking your calls. Uh, But in the meantime, we have an expert on the line, Rubina Ahmed-Hak, personal financial expert and family finance advisor for PC Financial. Rubina, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me, Libby. Thanks for coming on. Now, do these findings surprise you? Not at all. I mean, especially in you know places where we know housing market has been very hot, like Toronto, uh, people are making are getting more and more into debt so that they can afford a home, and they're finding it more and more difficult to manage that debt. Now, the survey looked at people 20 to 59, and those who had a household income of more than 50,000. So, for example, in a place like Toronto, yes, the average mortgage that we're carrying is 194,000. But that includes everybody, those people who've had a mortgage for 20 years and first-time home buyers. So it really does speak to the fact that we are still hundreds of thousands of dollars in mortgage debt on average, and that can really lead to problems when you want to try to pay your monthly bills. Okay, well, well, we're also talking about Zoomers who are over the age of 59 who are still carrying mortgages. And, uh, you know, uh, that's got to be really tough. And the other Part of it, the other side of it, is that even if you've saved money, your money's not growing. The interest rate environment is terrible. Absolutely. And people are afraid, especially when you're getting close to retirement, to put money in equities because you never know what's going to happen in the stock market. And usually the wisdom is that you start pulling money out before, you know, 10, 15 years before you retire so that you can put your money into more fixed income products, which are available widely. But like you said, they're not paying very well good interest. They're not paying, you know, they're not going to pay the bills month to month. And, you know, this survey did show that many people are worried about retirement, are not finding enough money uh, to put towards retirement after they pay all their monthly bills. And the situation for retirees is even worse because you get to retirement and you've got a mortgage, you still have to pay your bills. And now your income is reduced because you're not making the same kind of money you're making when you were working. Uh, you, you get your government benefits. If you're 
lucky, you get a, a work pension, uh, but that is never usually equal to what you made uh, when you were working. Okay, I'm going to give the numbers out again, uh, people out there. We'd like to hear from you. What is your situation? Are you in your home? Do you count on your home for the lion's share of your wealth? And the bills keep going up. How do you manage uh, with the bills? The number is 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. You can email us at fightback at zoomer.ca and our Twitter handle is at fightback libby i'm on the line with rubina hawk Uh, and uh, rubina i know that you know one of the things that people always used to say is that okay uh when i retire i'm going to downsize and Mm -hmm. i'm going to take you know the difference between the family home that i sell and the smaller home that i buy and i'm going to live on that but That doesn't necessarily work out, especially if you want to move into something like a condo. Suddenly there are monthly maintenance bills that are pretty big. You know, on paper, it always seems like a nice idea to downsize because you'll be able to free up all this equity in your home. Uh, many people who retire are, 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 are retiring with a home that's worth five, six, seven times what they paid for it 25, 30 years ago, and they could live a very comfortable life. But like my parents, they live in a four-bedroom house, just the two of them. They don't want to leave. They've got their friends on the street. They, you know, understand the area. They don't want to go to somewhere new and make new connections and find a new community center that they can go to. And all those things that they do on the daily just become really cumbersome because all of a sudden you're new in this area again and you're living in a condo and there's different there's a different type of lifestyle that comes with that. So I think for, for, for me, it's really easy to say to someone, well, you've retired now, sell your home and move, but there's an emotional in- attachment, that intrinsic value we cannot measure. And as much as it might be the financially smart move, actually trying to convince people to do that or convince couples or retirees to do that is a completely different story. Um, but sometimes when you show the numbers, it can convince people that you can move into a smaller home in your area. You could move into a condo just up the street. That might be more incentive than trying to get how my brothers and I have been trying to get my parents to move downtown, well, which is not going to happen. But you know what? Uh, honestly, I mean, I'm thinking if, if suddenly these two people who've been going out to work are going to be at home all day, do you really want to be in a smaller place, <laughs> you know, with your spouse underfoot? And, um, you know, again, um, you, if, if you have paid off your mortgage, so you have your taxes and your bills, but you move into a condo, it's like having another rent, the maintenance. Absolutely. And a lot of, a lot of retirees see it that way because even though people will argue that there is maintenance involved with your home, usually 2% of the value of your home is what you can assume to pay on an annual basis to maintain it. But you have some control. Like if you need to have the windows done, you can wait a few months until the money is there. Whereas a condo, the condo board decides the windows need to be done and they will change them and the fees will go up. And that's something you can't control. So there is, you know, especially if you've been living in your own home and doing your own yard work and doing everything from your own pocket and making your own decisions, it's really difficult to give that control to somebody else. As much as we might try to convince retirees that it's a more manageable, easier, maintenance-free life, that's not what they want. So how can you expect someone to to do something that they don't want, even if it financially makes sense? Okay, uh, Rubina, let's take a call. We've got Kelly in Etobicoke. Hi, Kelly. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? 
Not too bad, thanks. I'm on a disability pension. Yep. I, I get Canada Disability, and I also get WSID. Right. I don't own a home. I don't have really no property, no nothing. The reason I'm calling is everybody gets an increase. Everybody's getting all kinds of increases. Why doesn't the government give a person like on disability a little income more? Because at the end of the month, I'm sharing an apartment. Right. But sometimes, sometimes it puts me in a position where, you know what, like, like I had enough because you know some things don't go the right way at times through person that I share with. So oh, I see. You'd like to. You'd prefer to live alone. I cannot afford. Yes, and I cannot afford a place on my own because I make so much money a month. By the time I pay my car insurance, by the time I pay my car loan, by the time I pay my food, sometimes I can't even buy. A, a cavity to be filled. That's how much it gets to. It's it's very uh, it it is expensive to li- live. Rubina, do you have uh, anything any comment about that? You know, Kelly, it's a difficult situation. You know, I can obviously not control what the government does and how much money they give you monthly. But one thing you mentioned, you have a car. One thing you might want to consider is moving somewhere where it's easier to get around on foot or. Um, you know, by public transit, a car every year costs about $10,000, uh, regardless of, you know, how you switch the numbers. Over, over, over the life, you're paying about $10,000 a year to maintain a car. That might be somewhere where you could find a little extra money. Um, I, I don't know where you live, but maybe finding an area that is a little bit more affordable might be an option as well. Um, or with a different roommate, because it sounds like you're not getting along with your roommate very well. Sometimes well, that will change your perspective so much more. In Islington, I need a vehicle to get around. Doctor's appointments. Right. Yes. I yeah, mean, I've owned a vehicle in my life, but I'm just trying to say, the person that used to work, yes, make good money, but then when the person gets hurt, it's a brush off. It's a you know wiping your hands and saying, hey, now it's up to you if you want to make it. Uh, you know, like uh, you make it. If not, too bad. It's 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 a very difficult situation. Uh, we we appreciate your uh, sharing with us, uh, and you know maybe if some of the politicians are listening, but uh, I guess uh, you know they all have they their give you pennies. They give you two pennies when other people are making thousands of dollars a day, and it's not fair because you know what they should equal, you know, give people a little bit of more instead of you know just scrunching. Sometimes, you know, I'd like to have a steak, but sometimes I can't because I have to have a bag of chips. Okay. That's not fair. Okay, Kelly, we wish you all the best, and uh, thank you. Well, I hope hope the politicians do listen so they can, uh, you know, put their minds together and say, hey, you know, disability people, they work so hard in this country, they deserve a little more. Okay, thank you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, I'm on the line with Rubina Ahmed Haq. The uh, numbers once again: four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. We're talking about money and retirement and home ownership and how those things are linked. Um, there was a rather disturbing uh, survey, a new survey from Manulife, and it found, among other things, that people 
have to dip into their savings uh, at least a few times a year to cover their bills. People don't have enough saved for retirement, so they're either working longer than they plan to or they're having to borrow money against the equity they do have in their homes. Um, Are you Zoomers out there working uh, when you had planned to be retired? Do you enjoy your job or is it a matter that you really have to? Uh, We want to hear about your situations. And uh, Rubina, when people come to you for advice, do you ever have to tell them, look, you can't retire when you think you had to? There is often a reality check that comes with sometimes people's wishes to do anything with their money, including I want to retire at this age. Because most people have an idea of what kind of lifestyle they want to have when they retire. Um, And it sounds like the last caller, like Kelly, just a basic lifestyle, being able to have a steak once in a while, being able to enjoy your life. But in some situations, the money doesn't add up. There isn't enough in the RSP. There might not be a company pension. You might be retiring too young. You might have to work a little bit longer to get there. But no matter what age you are at, there's always places you can find to save. You know, all the, all the uh, variable expenses you have in your life, like your car, your groceries, your vacations, your entertainment, these are places that you can find uh, to cut back on, uh, cut back your expenses to find some extra money. Yeah, you know, there's, and some of them you don't even think of. Um, you know, how much do you spend on coffee. Coffee is expensive. If you cut out one those $3 coffees a day, um, that can add up. Yeah, and we often use that latte factor to sort of prove how little things can add up. So we can use that with anything in our life. You know, it can be um, going to a movie twice a week. Maybe you want to cut it down to once a week. It can be uh, buying too many groceries and then throwing some away because They've gone bad in your fridge. Whatever your habit is that's costing you money, I often talk about uh, toxic spending habits. Those are toxic spending habits because you literally are buying something and then putting that same thing in the garbage or you're buying something that you're not really getting full enjoyment every day out of that latte, but it's a habit you formed. Every morning you go to the coffee shop down the street and you get a coffee. So I, I don't want people to feel like they have to take things away out of their life that make them happy, but really try to look at where am I spending my money? Is every dollar I'm spending bringing joy and happiness to me? And if it's not, that's where you cut. Even hanging out with people that don't make you feel as good as they used to, start cutting that out. Some entertainment costs sometimes um, are very a big part of people's budget, okay. and you're spending time with people you don't even want to. Okay, Rabina, let's. Uh, I think we can get one call in before we take a break. We've got Frank and Milton. Hi, Frank. Hi. Uh, how are you? Fine. How are you? Okay. Um, okay. Number one, a lot of these seniors, like myself, we haven't had the luxury of uh, uh, having union uh, pensions that a lot of people work for, you know, and uh, that's one problem. Secondly. I would advocate that uh, there would be a lump sum payment for a lot of these seniors in poverty and maybe perhaps a lot of people and get rid of all these levels of OAS, TPC, welfare and everything. Well, they're, they're talking about a, a guaranteed minimum income. Uh, that's, that's something that, that is being looked at. Um, Frank, where are you? There's a lot of noise on the line. Oh, but... I know. Sorry about that. I'm having free, but... Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So that's one of the things that being looked at that that instead of replacing all these checks with dribs and drabs, looking at 
a guaranteed minimum income, uh, which in a lot of ways is, is more efficient. What's your own situation? Are you retired? Are you a homeowner? Oh, I'm, I just turned 60, but I can't retire yet. I just can't put enough money yet. Uh, you know, I, I have my own home. There's still some mortgage to pay in my home. It's not a lot, but still, I haven't got great savings. I've never worked for a union company. You know, and I don't feel like putting up our piece. Well, a lot of people are are uh, in that situation. Uh, do you enjoy your work? I mean, is it is it okay that you have to keep working? I enjoy my work, and a lot of my money went to support kids too. You know, like uh, through school and everything. So, but I'm happy I did that. You know, I hope you appreciate it when I get older. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, is it? Had you expected to uh, have your mortgage paid off by now? I'm sorry. Did you? Had you expected? You know, when you bought your home, that it would be paid off by now? Yes, definitely. But then things come up in life, in general, like I said, education for kids, or perhaps some illness. You know, stuff like that. So that that sets you back sometimes. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I hope they do come up with that guaranteed income stuff for this. They could put a good amount there. Perhaps maybe 30000 a year would be funny for help. <laughs> I doubt it would be that high, but uh, Frank and Milton, thanks so much for your call. Thank you. Okay, uh, we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back to take your calls and to talk to Rabina ahmed Haq about your money. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about your money. We're talking about rising monthly bills and uh, whether you have to work longer than you plan to in order to pay for your house. Is your house paid off by the time you want to retire? We're going to go right to the phones. We've got Josie in Bowmanville. Hi, Josie. Hi, how are you today? Fine. How are you? Uh, Could be better, but then again, could be worse. (laughs) Could be worse, yeah. Um, the reason why I'm calling is I notice that uh, your guest is recommending uh, to people to eliminate their vehicles. Well, there's a huge amount of people whose vehicles are an absolute must. My husband works in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, um, I am um, physically challenged. So we need the car. It wasn't a blanket uh, recommendation. It was uh, what she said was to look at if you can make that change because that costs $10,000 a year. But obviously, uh, a lot of people need their vehicles. That's obviously uh, clear. Yes. And and the other thing is um, uh, we have a mortgage and property taxes and everything else. We very rarely go anywhere. We never take vacations. We can't afford it. That's, uh, that's sorry to hear that. Are you? Um, are you? Is your husband working longer than he had planned to to pay off no, that he's mortgage? He's sixty right now, and he's had injuries over the year at work from work, I should say. Right. So he's he's going through to sixty five. He would like to um, work at least three days a week if he can have a lighter job, because he's have, he's lifting heavy pipe. Okay, yeah, that's difficult. It's difficult when you have a physical 
job and and you have some physical problems from the physical job. Well, this is the thing. His last injury, he injured, uh, he tore two ligaments in the shoulder and the uh, bicep muscle. Yeah, that's that that's that's tough. It's tough to rehab, and it it's uh, expensive to rehab as well when your coverage runs out. Well, that's the thing, and the company, um, the insurance is terrible. <laughs> it's almost non-existent. Okay, well, sorry to hear that. Uh, before we take the next call, quickly, Rabina, do you have any suggestions? You know, I'd like you mentioned that it's not a blanket statement, but it's always looking at those extra costs, whatever it is that is a variable expense. I often say that, you know, the groceries you buy and the extras that you buy, that's where you can often find your savings. And I'm also surprised, Libby, about how many people still pay bank fees. And these are costs that can be 10 to $30 a month that you're paying just to have a bank Keep your money in an account. And, you know, PC Financial has no-fee banking. You automatically save money if you move your money over to a no-fee bank account. So these little things, they might not seem and, like and a lot. And most banks at a certain age, whether it's 60 or 65, I think almost all the banks offer no-fee bank accounts. There, There is no-fee banking at PC is no well, matter at what others age too. you are and no matter what type of banking you're doing. So there is a, there is value in knowing that you can freely do all your debits and credits and not worry about being charged uh, any fee for anything that you're doing, even free checks, which a lot of banks don't offer. So these are the little things, like I say, that we can, if we can find, you know, five or six ways to save $30 a month, that's all of a sudden a few hundred dollars extra in the pocket. And that's where, you know, when I hear people say, well, I have three cars. Well, that's where your expenses are going because you've got too many cars or you are spending money on things. Okay, Rubina, let's try to take at least one more call before we have to wrap this up. We've got Ed in Mississauga. Hi, Ed. Hello? Okay, I think uh, I think there's a problem on that line. Annie in Toronto. Hello? Uh, can you hear me? Um, I, I can hear you. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Fine, uh, thanks. Listen, I'll make this quick because I know yeah, we don't have a lot of time. I think Rabina is missing the fact that the largest bill for retirees or for everyone is the high taxes, property taxes, hydro taxes, home heating taxes. These are basics, and a lot of the money is going towards paying these uh, taxes. And, you know, hydro is beyond taxes because the rates are so high. So rather than blame the retiree or the individual that they are misspending their money, that they're uh, having lavish lattes uh, or, uh, you know, get rid of your vehicle, which really is a necessity, uh, not a frail today if you need to get to the doctor and they're in another uh, city, uh, why don't uh, and Rabina have a campaign to start reducing taxes to help retirees? Well, in in the 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 question is in the meantime. Uh, so uh, honestly, I think what she is suggesting is that everybody can look at how they can reduce their costs. Uh, and of course, we are advocating uh, for the government to reduce taxes, especially uh, for our Zoomer population. Um, And thanks for your call. And uh, I'm looking at the clock, and we're going to have to move to another subject. So thank you, callers. To the people we didn't get to, tomorrow is Free For All Friday. So uh, feel free to call back and to have your say. Rubina Ahmed-Hak, thank you so much for your advice. Thank you so much, Libby, for having me. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.